following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to our numero tres, number three of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin. To my right, Denise Dirks. I'm going to say it again, in the seat of prominence. We're both filling in for Fred Penny, who is on assignment today out of, well, just not in our studios. We knew it was going to happen. It's not like he left us high and dry. And Fred, if you're listening, as always, and you can probably tell when you listen, we miss you. Wish you were here. It's always fun when the four of us get together and you may say, well, wait, wait, Todd, you said you and Denise, who would be the fourth person? And that's the guy behind the glass, Cal Hunter. Cal, Hi. how you doing? Well, thank you. I got you on case or no case, sort of, and I think I may have one that will make you scratch your head. I'm excited about it. Well, it's either that or the head. No, no. Okay. Well, anyway, so yes, we got a case or no case coming up. Uh, Denise, we, we failed to do this in the first couple of hours, and I would like to do this. And just a disclaimer of sorts to let you know that Radio Law Talk, we are not giving legal advice. The things that we talk about are general legal principles. We talk about things in a general uh, way. If you were to go into court and try to cite Radio Law Talk as your legal authority, yeah, it wouldn't work out so well for you. As Fred often says, the time you can use Radio Law Talk and cite us is when you're sitting around the dinner table at Thanksgiving and somebody brings up the infamous they, as in they said, you know, they did a study and I heard they did this, and nobody ever knows who they is. You can respond with, well, I heard on Radio Law Talk, and now you're citing somebody, and you sound instantly more versed and, and well acquainted with the subject matter. That's my story, and I'm sticking by it. Denise. And we often talk about allegations. They're not facts necessarily, but they're allegations against different people or in different matters. And just because we're talking about allegations does not mean they're factual. So unless we say, you know, the court found this or the court found that, in our cases, that would be factual findings and not mere allegations anymore. Absolutely. Or somebody pled to something. Okay, that's fine. But even then, we'll let you know if they pled guilty or if they pled no contest, because oftentimes if they plead no contest, it doesn't mean they're admitting that they did it. It means I understand the evidence that's there and I don't want to fight this anymore, so let's move on. So that's kind of a disclaimer of sorts for what we do here at Radio Law Talk. Now, that does not apply to case or no case, or maybe it does. I'll let you be the judge, but Cal, yep. what's going to make me scratch my head here in this third hour? Well, it may or may not, but here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Robert Wilson Barnes could not believe his eyes. He went into a restaurant and ordered a sandwich for his wife and for himself. His wife, Colleen, got her sandwich back, and written on the outside of the wrapper for the sandwich was the rather pejorative word, which I'm not going to say. I will simply spell most of it to give you the idea. B-I-T-C-H. You get the idea. This was written. So, you know, you put your name on it like a coffee cup or whatever, and on her name, they wrote B. Well, it was Belch. Yeah. Okay, well, great, yeah, great. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So the uh, gentleman saw this. It was a drive through. He saw this, and uh, he stormed into the restaurant and started berating the people, wadded up the paper and was going to throw it at him, and he said, uh, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to call a lawyer. And so he did. And I ask you, Mr. Kunin, case or no case? I am going to say that this is an actual occurrence. Okay. And I'm going to also say that this may, this may, mind you, have been, had been a big misunderstanding hmm. of sorts. Hmm. But this is an actual occurrence and it did not lead to the actual filing 
of a case against the restaurant. Restaurant may have been contacted, owners might have gotten involved, but it never actually made it to the filing of pleading a complaint with a court. Okay. Denise, what say you? I'm just trying to figure out what the person meant by the BIT. Hmm. Good question, right? Right. Because his wife placed the order. Oh, his wife did place the yeah, order. I mean, they were in the drive-thru. She placed the order. They wrote on hers that, and on his, they wrote whatever it is that his sandwich was, or his name, or Robert, or Robert, or whatever, Robert, and, you know, and then hers, they wrote. <clears throat> hmm. There's got to be, there's got to be a valid explanation for this, and I just can't think of what it is, unless on one they put, on his, they put, you know, a male equivalent, or, and nope. hers. Put nope. his name. No. Okay, I'm going to say that this is a case. Okay. And I'm going to say that it was settled out of court. Okay. Because the restaurant did not want to get bad publicity and because the restaurant would have been liable for what its employee did within the scope of his employment. That's interesting. Is that Very a good, good answer? That's a good answer. All, all I'm going to say is just be careful when you order a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. and, and uh, Oh, my gosh. So it was bacon, lettuce, <laughs> or bacon and tomato with cheese? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yes, I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> So it was a true, <laughs> it's a true scenario. No case was filed because on Robert's they wrote Robert, and then they wrote tuna, and on hers they wrote Cindy and B L T, bacon, lettuce, tomato, C H, cheese, and he just got all bent out of shape about it. And so oh, because the I was an L. It was just a lowercase uh, L, and so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you got me. Sorry, Denise, no points for you, no. Todd. You get two points. And that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is, <laughs> is case or no case. <laughs> Cal, how much time do we have before our break Oh, here? we got about a minute. But just remember, if you work in a fast food place, use the uppercase L. If you ever have to write bacon, lettuce, tomato, cheese, use the <laughs> use. The upper, uh, use the uppercase. Got a couple of minutes, Todd. Okay. Well, you, well know. you know, I used to work for a restaurant, and in that restaurant, we used to put BLT on the outside, or um, it, and when we ordered it, it was Bounty Cheese Tomato or Bounty Cheese Tom, I think is how it was for tomatoes on it. And we probably could have got pretty creative in that restaurant as well. You, you see, and, and, <laughs> and, and this was not like a subway or something where they have standard methodology and by the way where they don't write on the outside but you know i mean sometimes if you're handing stuff through a drive-up window you'll identify this is the cheeseburger this is the and franchises do it with different wrapping right but in this place it ended up <laughs> being a witchy situation shall we say but i thought it was interesting and i thought you might like uh <laughs> a more whimsical case or no case. Yes, time, yes, so. yes. You, you, you know, you, you gave us a couple of the uh, tear jerkers earlier. So. <laughs> yeah, you know what I called that? Sad, drunk, and dead. Yeah. That's how uh, serious well, was the first was. case was, or no case. I know. It's a very sad story that rocked that little community in that high school for a long time. And again, caused the parents to go. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just go to Radio Law Talk and listen to episode one, hour number one of today's date, and you'll see what we're talking about. A case in Northern California, a very tragic case of a young girl who lost her life because of overconsumption of alcohol. Sad story. So we are through the first 25% of this third hour. When we come back after the break, we want to... uh... How do I put this here? Let's just say we want to keep you abreast of the recent developments in oh, Colorado. Right. Here we go. With the here uh, we go. <laughs> city bans on how uh, people are attired. And it's going to be titillating. Oh, free yes. The, free, oh. The, free the, well, never mind. Oh, yeah. the <laughs> mammaries. And, oh, wait a minute. Sorry. So we'll be back. Stay All advertising us. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit Concussion Medical Clinic to schedule your appointment. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to L-E-T-T-Y-N-Company.com. Letty-N-Company.com. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the school steps, we hug goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Or, as the case may be, Todd Kunin for the day. I sound like some radio host from, you know, the 60s. And now it's time for Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Kunin. Thank you for tuning in. Cal. Cal's giggling at me behind the glass there. <laughs> yes, Todd, you sound ridiculous. Not at all. So, not, not, not at all. Denise... Denise, uh, Cal, do you have this ready? What's going on in, what's going on in Colorado, and what, what might this have to do with it? Let's just listen here. Oh, Babs. Yep. Song written by Marvin Hamlish. Uh, no, not Marvin Hamlish. No, uh, he wrote one for the movie. They didn't take it. 
I first heard about this song and its relation to our topic, reading Mad Magazine at the time Yentl came out. And, and here comes the word now that, uh, that makes this all work for Todd and his sick little mind. Memories, not memories. <laughs> He's a diseased man. I am. I, I am sick on several levels. What happened in Colorado, Denise? <laughs> and I understand you. Boys are real. You take it away. Go ahead. Well, it's a victory for Free the Nipple in Colorado. Um, this was a global movement by women to make it legal for to be topless in public just like men can be topless in public and in Colorado uh, there was a city specifically that dropped the ban um, as a result of this movement what was it Fort Collins or something Some, I'm pretty sure anyway, yeah it Fort matter. Collins yeah, no it was Fort okay. Collins you hit it right on the on the nail yeah. and so now women can be topless in public and I just want to say something from I won't experience. Even look at me. <laughs> no, Cal's covering his face. He's not looking at me. I can I'm tell you the timing cards. Come on. <laughs> I can tell you from experience. No, no, I get this. That if you do want to be topless in public, women, make sure that you are using sunblock to oh, oh, free boy. the nipple yeah. from I, a sunburn. I mean, they, this all started from nursing. Supposedly, it all started from women who wanted to nurse in public and not have be shamed or not have people come and, you know, get all over them because they were doing a perfectly natural thing in public, which I totally get. Yeah. I mean, this to me makes a lot of sense. The other aspect of it is that they say that laws that prohibit female upper body nudity um, continue the what's the word I'm looking for? The notion that women's mammaries are a sexual item rather than a functional item and therefore continue this notion. If it was legal to do it, it would not be seen as such. That was part of the theory behind the free the nipple. Right. And it's also treating men and women differently. And there's constitutional element to this as well. Of course, here's a news scoop. They're different. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you that in Europe, there are many countries, and this is not an exaggeration. There are many countries that um, women can go topless. And I've been to topless beaches uh, and lakes and all that, and I didn't really feel like I fit in because I wasn't topless. And I guess it would be really freeing. You remember when we had this thing in the United States that you don't have to wear a bra anymore, women? Right, right, right. You know, and, and it's, it's a liberating of um, our body. You know, this is a movement I can clearly get behind. Yeah, I, I absolutely I'm support the whole thing. Oh, there we go. I, I, I am. I just wonder when we're going to do a, a remote broadcast. Radio Law Talk Live from Fort Collins, Colorado. Well, I mean, um, I, just, I wonder, though, how many women are going to say, oh, at last. I mean... Under what circumstances would this be appropriate? And men don't go topless to church. I mean, there are only certain circumstances where that would be appropriate anyway. Isn't that true? Well, I think we're going to see a, a change. I really do, because it's not just Colorado. We're talking about six states. Utah. Allow yeah. Utah. Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. And I'm sure now that Colorado is doing this, I am sure that it's going to start occurring in other states as well. I think it's going to be... I do think this is a global effort well, by women. I think the Utah thing was centered primarily around, like I said, the original premise, the nursing aspect of this, because there were so many women with families there who want to nurse their children as well they should. But it, it is a, an interesting topic, isn't it? How do you turn around a what many men would say is a simple biological reaction to visual stimulation of a woman's body? How do you do that? Can the law do that? That's the real question well, that I have. Has it done it in France? I'm no, I know. Can I'm you make asking. a law that uh, a man cannot have a reflexive reaction to that? That's my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. How does that work? I don't. I don't know. Well, one thing that I think about this is where we're going to see. My opinion is where we would see. I think people typically exercising their right under the new law would be in situations where they're at a pool, bathing somewhere, somewhere where the difference between 
being topless and not topless is the removal of something the size of dental floss or some a couple you know, of band-aids right, right you know right, right. something like that right, yeah. and and you can't really write a law that says clothing shall be worn and then you start naming off all the exceptions you just say exactly. look you can go topless now are we going to see people walking topless down the center aisle at Walmart probably not there's oh, probably oh, well, oh, at Walmart you probably yes, will. You, well, probably you probably will. already do yeah. but <laughs> the law changing allows this to happen in contexts where people would normally want to do this, like at a party, pool, something like that, and they're like, oh my gosh, if I do this, am I violating the law? And now they know they're not. Right. Right. There, uh, There's a challenge to a New Hampshire ban on being topless, and this is, this, the Supreme Court uh, is going to perhaps hear it. So we're going to find out whether or not this kid makes it all the way up to the Supreme Court. And I kind of hope it does. Well, I, and I tell you another thing. Fred must be so sad he's not here right now to I, talk I, about this. I would imagine that. All I got to say is the law is what it is. I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I just don't want to hear one person ever say, hey, buddy, my eyes are up here. Yeah. Okay, because that's entrapment. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> and then if it goes to the Supreme Court, what will the Democrats say about Gorsuch? Should he be allowed to sit in on the hearing? Why is that? Because he's an alleged sexual predator. Gorsuch is? No, not oh, Kavanaugh. I said, Ka- oh, Kavanaugh. I said Gorsuch. Oh, I meant Kavanaugh. Well, Forgive me. Forgive well, me. not just Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, Thomas, too. Well, I'm, I'm saying these are all the... So it would be interesting, isn't it? All the allegations, all the talk. All the talk. We'll continue with Radio Law Talk here and just stay right there and we'll try to dig ourselves out of the hole we just got into. <laughs> this is Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse,
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800 617 9312 well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor, and The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Smile. Smile, buddy. Come on. Smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Are you serious? Oh, that's down. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So, we're going to move on here. Although, I, look, I just want to comment on this one <laughs> thing with regard to what we were talking about when we went. When we went into the discussion, Denise and I uh, had an interesting discussion about what would constitute and how would they argue before the Supreme Court this idea about whether or not bare breasts on a female would be indecent or not and what sort of laws can be promulgated and it got me to thinking california indecent exposure is penal code section 314 and so on the break i looked it up really quickly and the jury instruction the penal code does not reference female breasts it's only stuff below the waist so in order it's equal it's gender neutral that's right gender neutral so in order to be and it's been that way for years remember the case or no case we get from new mexico where the guy was showing his buttocks and it ended up that there was no charge proffered because there the nudity statute is only genitalia yes but get this so for indecent exposure uh it's just the genitalia it's below the waist the the breasts can't be the basis for indecent exposure crime. But if a person is in possession of lewd photographs of another based upon age or or whatever, then if the photographs depict the breasts, it is a violation of the law. So for pictures and and pornography and all that kind of stuff. Because it's nudity, basically. It's it's nudity, it does. But for indecent exposure, it's not. This is going to be an interesting debate when it finally... Well, because... I, I got the giggles when I was thinking about it getting debated up in the Supreme Court. Oh, right, exactly. Because yeah. I could see Ruth Bader Ginsburg 
<laughs> come her, to the table. With her head down and her hands going, oh, No, boy, going, no. Uh, women's rights. We well, should sure. be gender, gender neutral sure. because that's what her career has been about but you is know, equality for women. And I can't, saw her coming in with just just the little neck thing, <laughs> <laughs> her little collar that she wears. And Here we go, boys. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I no, hope that's not uh, offensive to people. It's an interesting but thought. It's funny. Uh, I, I think one of the challenges that we face in society is accepting the fact that men and women are different, but yet we can be equal in things we can be equal in. Men can never be mothers. We can't be equal there. I mean, you know, I mean, it, you, you understand what I'm saying. I, I do. And I, I think that's an interesting line that we try to walk with the law that may not have a solution in the law because of the nature of it. That, that could very well be. Uh, what I can say is that, you know, women seeing a male's chest does not necessarily mean that they're going to get sexually turned on. That's the point. But the that presumption... Not my, that has not been my experience with women seeing me. So, yes, go on. But the presumption <laughs> that all men are going to be sexually turned on by seeing a woman's chest is equally not. Not all men. Yes. And not in all circumstances. Exactly. But enough men in enough circumstances that they've made it a matter of law. And And again... Is that a, do we rewrite human nature by rewriting the law? That's really the core issue here in my mind. Um, in a lot of different civilizations and primitive societies and stuff like that, there's no difference. I, I get that. There's no difference. So, that, so I don't know where this is going to go, but it's, I think it's going to be a fun one. It'll to take generations to before, the, it'll t- before it changes in, inside of people, don't you think? I, I think so. And then they're finally going to realize this principle. It's not about the nudity when it comes to people getting turned on. For guys, it's about seeing something that they thought you were trying to hide. Uh, it is. So, That's true. So it's if, true. You, if you, you know, oh, it's not the mini skirt. It's it's the knee length skirt and the fact that when it was two inches, oh my gosh, I saw a knee. She didn't want me to. Hubba hubba. You put somebody in a floor length dress and then show a little ankle. Oh my gosh. Right. You know, that's it. Yeah. And besides, the sexiest organ of the human body is the one that holds the ears apart. It's your brain. Yeah. It's the person. It's not the body. I've always believed that, and I still believe it to this day. And that's why I married as well as I did. I have a beautiful wife who has a very great brain. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. So. So, you know, look, we were talking about we were talking about this with the uh, Colorado thing. And we're talking about how people might be treated disparately differences in how they are treated. And there was a case that came up, and Denise and I were talking about this, about a video gamer, and how the punishment to two people that were involved in the same incident were punished very differently. They have different ethnicities, but there may be reasons beyond that as to why they were punished differently. And this deals with... an. An occasion, uh, an act called swatting. And here's what swatting is. It is where two people are playing a game online. And let's say one person, and they're in different locations. You know, I'm playing here in my house in California. I'm playing against some guy in New York, but we're still playing Call of Duty or something. And let's say I was doing really good. Swatting would be where the person I was playing against either himself, him or herself, or somebody else acting at his request, calls the police department because they know my address and claims that some sort of illegal activity, and they have to describe it bad enough that it would require the SWAT team to come out. Usually that's like kidnap or killing or something. They call that and they say, go to this address, which happens to be my address because this has happened. And then the SWAT team shows up and the whole idea behind it from everybody else playing against me would be to get me to turn my Xbox off so that they can go ahead and play and not get their butt kicked anymore. Yeah, that's swatting in the context of gaming. There's also swatting. People have done that to stars just to get the police out to the celebrity's house to, you know, gain notoriety and it's and a, all a of this form of harassment. Just like ordering 55 pizzas is a is a scaled down, non-lethal version of swatting. You so know, ordering 55 pizzas and having them sent to somebody else's address, that kind of stuff, right? It yeah. is, except for it involves lethal force because well, it's I, police. I'm response. saying swatting is much more lethal, but I'm saying it's it's a it's a toned-down version of harassment remotely, I guess is the point. So the reason we're talking about this is because there was a case where this one kid 
in Ohio, and he was 19. He's 19 now. At the time of the incident, he was two weeks past his 18th birthday, so had just turned 18. He was playing against another kid, and he, the 19-year-old, wanted to swat the guy that he was playing against. And so he contacted a third party who was a guy in L.A. His name was Burris. And Burris was had a reputation for swatting, had done it several times, had this reputation. He contacted Burris and asked Burris to swat this guy in Wichita, Kansas, that the kid in Ohio was playing against. The problem was, in addition to swatting being illegal, they got the wrong address. And so the police in Wichita, thinking that there was a kidnap or some sort of hostage situation going on, went to the address of some other guy, a single father, who knew nothing about anything, wasn't even playing a game. And when the father opened the door, the cops, who were already in a heightened sense because they think they're responding to something, saw this guy, they said, make a move for his waistband, opened, fired, and killed him. And this 19-year-old was sentenced recently this last week. Well, he actually pled, did he not? He, he pled. He pled guilty. And he was. And, and his accomplice, I read to the accomplice in L.A., pled as well. But the kid in Ohio got 15 months. Got 15 months prison, even though the prosecutor and the defense were jointly asking for a lower sentence. The judge sentenced him to 15 months, but the guy in L.A., the one who called the cops at the Ohio kid's request, got 20 years. 20 years prison. Works for me. It doesn't for me because, well, because the Ohio gamer was a Caucasian and the L.A. um, Barris is Hispanic, and it just looks like it's such a. Here we have the person who initiated the Ohio gamer, and gave the wrong information to Barris on where the guy that he was gaming against lived, which is the crucial fact right, in right, this right, case. Right. Um, and then when Barris went out there or made the phone call and re- reported this as a shooting and a kidnapping, I don't think he should have gotten that much more time. What's the criminal history? That is, in looking at this, that is what I saw here. Now, we've got about a minute left. Um, Denise's point, I think, is well taken. A lot of people looked at this because Mm -hmm. there's a difference in ethnicity. The Ohio kid was Caucasian. The kid, the guy in, I, I was wrong in saying kid, the guy in L.A. is, appeared to be Hispanic. And so different... They both played. They did a plea. Both of them pleaded guilty, and their treatment was very different. When we come back, we'll talk about maybe why it was different, and even then, despite those differences, whether there should have been that much disparity. The guy's dead, you know? Something's got to happen. Well, I agree. We all agree that they should be punished. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Stay tuned. There's much more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on your favorite radio station or on RadioLawTalk.com. We will be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. Radio Law Talk. All right. I was doing a little dance here. I'm so glad we're not on video for, for various reasons. So why... Ain't, ain't we all. Yes. So why was the sentence so differently, so different between the two? And what happened to the third person who was involved? We talked about the, we talked about the guy who ordered the SWAT... We talked about the guy who took the order from the SWAT and actually called the SWAT team to go in. But what about the guy that he was playing? What about the guy they wanted to originally SWAT? He got charged, too. Why? What did he do? He got charged with conspiracy because of this. He used to live at the address where the father got killed. So when he gave the SWATters his address, he knew he was giving them a false address. And apparently he was egging them on, saying, go ahead, come on. Try something. Try something. By the way, when you play online, when you play on the Xbox, they record your conversations over the – so they can can tell you what – is said, especially if you text it and you and, type and it. And even if you uh, delete those texts, you, they can recover those text oh, sure. messages. A- absolutely. So. Yeah. so he was charged as well. Now, he got diversion, which is if he does... Community... Diver- who's he? He, the, the guy that they originally wanted to SWAT, who said, go ahead, bring it on. That guy ended up getting diversion, which is 
you take a class, you you keep your nose clean, you do something in case it gets dismissed, it goes away. So it's just so. like a, a deferred prosecution. That's right. That's right. So if he got keep, that. Yeah, keep everything clean. We're going we're gonna to make this go away. So here's what we've got. We've got a Caucasian guy who gets diversion. We've got another Caucasian 19-year-old. He gets 15 months. And then we have the uh, person that looks Latino in L.A. who gets 20 years. So what is the disparity there? All of them facing charges in federal court, albeit different districts, all of them facing charges. What's the disparity? And the disparity is the guy in L.A. was 25, he's a little older, but he had, he pled to 51 counts of swatting. He was a professional swatter. Well, then, okay. He 20 had, years is good. He had yeah. been doing this for years. Remember, when we were laying this out, the kid in Ohio contacted the guy in, in L.A. because he had a reputation for swatting, and he had done this several times, and he was a little older. I think the court takes into consideration the age of people, and, and look, the last thing that a court wants to do is take somebody that would not otherwise turn into a criminal and then turn them into a criminal criminal by putting them in prison for a lengthy period of time. And if you don't believe me, look at the recidivism rate. San Francisco just released a study on recidivism, and it will stagger you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's what happened here, and why one guy got so much more time, and these were all parts of plea deals. Yes, and he, he pled and got 20 years, and it's the longest um, sentence of any kind for swatting. Can you imagine, though, 51 yeah. times guys think they're running out to a life or death situation with body armor, with snipers, with potential lethal entry methods, all at 51 times? And the person that opens the door is not expecting to see people with lethal force on them. Exactly. I can't even imagine, you know, anybody thinking that swatting is funny. Yeah, so it's the, just not. Yeah, so the poor deceased man makes what police describe as a furtive movement. Exactly. You know, and, and boom, next thing he knows, they're having his funeral. I mean, sure, 20 years seems like a lot on the one hand. On the other, uh, not so much. Now, in federal cases, 20 years, he's going to probably do about 85% yes. of that. Works for 85 me. 85 to 87%. Mm -hmm. So he's going to do probably about eight. Eight, 17, 18 years. What do they call it? Twenty in prison. Is it called selling? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you, I mean, C E L L. I mean, if you get the guards to run to another. Oh, place. I was oh, like, yes, what yes, are you yes, talking yes. about? Oh, now? I got selled. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now the family of the deceased in Wichita is also filing, has filed a lawsuit against the police department in the city, claiming that the officer overreacted in opening fire as he did in that case, and, and probably rightly so. But he's I mean, told there was a shooting and a kidnapping. Right. How can that be an I'm overreaction? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, it just, <laughs> it, it, it depends on, it, it's very case specific, and I think it's going to depend on, was there video of the incident? Sometimes they have body cams. Is he the only guy that fired? Was he far away? How come the other SWAT team didn't fire on the guy? Did he overreact? It's going to be very case-specific as to what happened. The long and short of it, though, is this should not have happened as right. a result of a video game. A prank. A prank. Right. And it just got way out of hand, and a man is dead as a result. Hopefully the trend de uh, recedes. So since we've been talking a lot about death today, <laughs> well, why don't we cover Kevin Spacey? <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, wait, he did wait, not die. Nice segue, huh? Wait a minute. I have, I have a line for you for that. You're all morons. There's Kevin Spacey right there. Just, just you know. <laughs> so the newest news in Kevin Spacey's case, um, he had an accuser that was a anonymous accuser that brought a suit against him for what he claimed was sexual assault against him by Kevin Spacey. Um, we don't know exactly yet how this accuser died, but this accuser dies in the middle of the lawsuit. So what does that mean? Does that mean that that lawsuit is going to go away? Does that mean that it does it survive so that his estate can pursue the lawsuit? i.e. his family members, um, you know, there's a lot of questions that arise when somebody dies in the middle of a case. I personally had a case um, where it was an ADA case, an American with Disabilities case, and that plaintiff had filed suit against my client, and I was defending that case, and that plaintiff died in the middle 
of the case. It wow. never reached it. And before that, ADA is a personal action that is only um, allowed for the actual victim to pursue. Sure. D- Denise, ADA is Americans with Disabilities, with disabilities Act. Act. Right. Yeah. So, so he couldn't pursue it, but isn't there not a, a broader issue of can a person confront his accuser if the accuser is dead? Wasn't how the well, mob that, used to think when that, they rubbed that's out part witnesses? Of it. Yeah. That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. But it actually goes to the underlying nature of the case and whether or not it's a personal cause of action that's personal to the, the alleged victim or the plaintiff or whether or not it's something that will survive the death and allow for um, the family members via the estate to I'll, continue the action. I'll give you an example. You take the big tobacco cases where they went against folks like that. And <clears throat> plaintiff's attorneys, there was a rush to get the testimony of people that were in the final stages of cancer under what's called a conditional exam, where the defense and the prosecution were not ready to go to trial, but the defense and the prosecution are both there. And they take a deposition and somebody is able to cross-examine so they can say, Cal, to your point, yes, we had the opportunity to at least cross-examine and raise some questions. The big issue here is if your complaining victim dies and they want to, how do they get the complaint, the alleged incident, how do they get that to a jury? Right. If that person's not sitting in the witness chair, then they have to either have somebody read a written statement or play a tape-recorded statement or play a video. Well, those are all statements made outside of court that the plaintiff wants the jury to believe. That's, that's the definition hearsay. of hearsay. Absolutely. And unless there's an exception that allows that to come in, and there are a lot of exceptions to hearsay, but unless there's an exception, the jury can't hear what they have to say, and that's going to be a hurdle for them. And remember, it was challenged that this was this anonymous massage therapist uh, was anonymous, and that was kind of a challenge. And they said they're going to be discovered, and everything is going to be discovered during the discovery process. So this is prior to the discovery process. I don't think that this is going to be pursued by the massage therapist's family. I don't think they can The case has gone it. away, but you know what hasn't gone away? What's that? Quick takes. Oh, quick takes. So, Denise, do you have yours ready? I do. All right. What is your quick take today? There is no statute of limitations against immorality. It's always there. Good point. That's a pretty good, good one. All I right. like it. I like it. That's good. Todd, what's your, what's your quick take? All right. <clears throat> My quick take. Open carry in Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> it's not just about guns anymore. <laughs> Or, or is it? Or is it? It's not Isn't the right it about to, fruit? It's about it's, fruit. It's not the right to bear arms. It's the right to bear just about anything. <laughs> well, folks, that's, that's been Radio Law Talk here for this three hours. It goes by always so fast. Thanks for joining us. Next week, we'll be back. Fred will be here. Cal, take us out. All right. We're going to uh, do this whole thing next week. But remember, Radio Law Talk's available anytime, 24-7, 365, on radiolawtalk.com. Thanks so much for tuning in or, you know, what do you call it, logging in. We'll see you next time on Radio Law Talk. Until then, thanks for listening. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. (laughs) 